Hello, and welcome back to the 20s report. Why are we laughing at me? <laughs> I just want to know. Because I had my thumb up for like three seconds saying we were good to start, and you're like... <laughs> because it didn't, on like the countdown, it still showed zero seconds, so I was waiting for it to show one. Oh, wait, I didn't know that you get a countdown too. Yes, it says like three, two, one, zero, and then I start like whenever it says like one. Oh, this entire time. So I don't need you to count me down. (laughs) Moral of the story, stop helping me. Awesome, I'm useless. Um, Yes. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Mackenzie and I are once again in separate states. Yes, we are. We had a quick little reunion this past weekend. It went by too Um, fast. It went by very fast. We had a great time. Mackenzie, um, how was your weekend in Austin? Let's start My with weekend Saturday. Was... <laughs> Let's start with Saturday, not Friday. No, we can start with Friday, though. It leads to Saturday, so go ahead. Well, Friday, don't remember a lot, so we'll just start with Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, I... Guys, take a tip from me. Watch your drinking on your first day on a trip, because I stayed in my hotel from... Whenever I woke up until almost 5 p.m. Whenever I met up with Hopi because I was so sick mm-hmm. from from not doing smart things. And I literally could barely sit up. It was very bad. And I would not recommend. And yeah. <laughs> but then Saturday was fun. I, I was like literally sick. Sickening the house down, like sickening the hotel down. So sick. <laughs> could not sit up. Couldn't, like, when I was putting on my makeup, I don't know if I told you this. The smell. When I was putting, yes, the smell of my makeup was making me gag. And I was like, I'm going to go out here. First of all, I was so weak. I had thrown up so much and I hadn't eaten. Like, I had thrown up my dinner the night before and then had not eaten all day. And it was 5 p.m. So I just felt weak and tired. And I was getting ready, and I was like, this is going to be bad. I keep gagging every time I smell something, like, from my makeup. Um, And then it was like, as soon as I curled my hair, something in me changed, and I was, like, good to go. And so... The power of a hair curl. I don't know what happened, but I was like, I'm ready to go. And then I left and met up with y'all, and I feel like I was fine, like, energy-wise. Did y'all think I was, like, super tired? I never would have guessed that you were over that morning because you seem so yeah. normal to me yeah so it was like something about once we got out I was like fine got a smoothie got a donut <laughs> healthy choices only <laughs> and um and then I was good to go so yeah love that um my okay so I got to Texas on Wednesday and I stayed until Sunday and I did not realize you were there that long mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was so fun. Probably some of my favorite memories were made in Waco those few days. I had so much fun in Waco. Um, and then, yeah, Austin was a blast. We went to Rainy Street. We went to a bunch of different coffee shops. Um, ooh, we had brunch on Saturday morning. Wait, was it Saturday morning? No, no, no. It was Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, we went to... It was so good. Yeah, we went to the best brunch spot. It was so delicious. It was at the Domain, which is a big, fancy mall in Austin. Yeah. Um, what was that place called? Uh, Bakery Lorraine. Mm-hmm. The portions were huge. 
Um, Enormous. Yeah, but everything was so good. And then Sunday. I wish I would have ordered your avocado toast. It was beautiful. I know. That was some of the best avocado toast I've ever had. It wasn't like your your usual avocado toast. It was like like Bailey had salmon on hers, and I, I had some of her salmon. And then what was on? The slice of bread was like three inches. Yeah, thick, it was like I Texas swear. toast. It was huge. And then it was it was seasoned so well. I've never had avocado toast seasoned like that before, but it was really good. And then Sunday, I was supposed to fly out around 6.30 that night, but my flight was delayed four times, so I didn't get home until 1 a.m. <laughs> but I would do it all over again. Did they ever say why? No, they never said why, but I would for sure do it all over again. It was such a fun weekend. Good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to meet up and spend some time together. Yeah. Charge our phones in the car. Ugh. I had a dead phone for a lot of the night on Saturday. Mackenzie. Would not recommend. Mackenzie ripped her pants the day after. Oh. No, listen. <sighs> listen. <laughs> I ripped my pants in Waco on Friday night, and then Mackenzie ripped her pants in Austin. And I don't know how that – because that never that's never happened to me before, and it happened and twice. I roasted Hopi so bad when she talked about ripping her pants. Like, <laughs> I didn't roast her, but I, like – I was like, I've never had that happen to me before as I'm wearing the jeans. And then literally the first time – it's the first time that I wear them, and I sit down, like, at a bar on Rainy Street. And I sit down, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I feel like leather on my bare butt. And I was like – I don't know how I feel that sensation right now. And I like, I like reach under and feel this giant rip in my pants. And I'm like, Bailey, (laughs) I'm going to stand up and I need you to tell me what's going on down here. So I like stand up and she's like, you have like a seven inch rip in your pants. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Right on her butt. Right on her butt. Um, Wait, was yours? So yeah, maybe we'll. Was yours like by your pocket seam? Yeah, okay, and it ripped too. on both sides. Oh, really? Mine only ripped on one. Yeah, but um, shout out to Target. I took them there, explained to the lady what happened, and she she took them back so and gave me store credit. I love that. So that was nice. Go Target. But yeah, but, yeah. we're back in Arkansas and Illinois. And yep. Mackenzie, how was your week back in Arkansas? Honestly, I had a very weird week just because, like, I'm a very – I would say clean person, but I'm not. I like things to be clean, but I just, like, am so busy throughout the week that I have a hard time keeping things clean. And so I had just a very off week because I didn't even unpack from Austin until yesterday. Uh, wait, same. <laughs> like, like all my stuff was just thrown around my room. I got home at, like, 1030 or 1040 on Sunday night from Austin after driving all day. And then woke up and went to a 5 a.m. workout the next day. And, like, from there, it was just, like, it was just a bad thing. And I don't know. I just went so ham working out this week. And I really needed to rest. But I, like, just had a lot going on in my head. And so I just wanted to work out. So, like, this week, I was counting. And I did 11 workouts in six days. Good night. So, I, I did, like three on Wednesday, two on Thursday, two on Saturday. Like I was just like working out so much and I was exhausted. So Friday I like left work early because I was like, my mind is just not right. I don't know what's happening. 
but I'm just, I was just tired and I just needed to have a day. So on Saturday, yesterday, I like cleaned my whole apartment, cleaned my room, did my laundry, went shopping, just took care of all the things that like, you know, I just took a day to like, okay, I'm back in Arkansas. I need to get back into the normal motion of my life. So yeah, I'm feeling much better now. A lot more like relaxed. I was kind of like anxious. I don't know how to explain it. I was just like all over the place. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lot better. What about you, Hopes? Um, I was in a funk all week and I had migraines on and off all week and that was not fun. Um, but by the time Friday came around, I was like, okay, I'm determined to have like some fun this week. So work was fun. My internship was good, but, um, yeah, Friday came around and it was like two o'clock and I was like, I want nothing more than to just go to Chicago tonight, eat dinner and walk around. So I texted a couple of my friends and I was like, Hey, would you guys want to grab dinner tonight? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, like suburbs or city and they were like the limit does not exist so we (laughs) made or I made I love that response (laughs) yeah and so I made a reservation um I had a few places in mind that I wanted to go to but it was like 3 30 by the time we made a reservation and it's a Friday in Chicago and it was restaurant week so I knew that I wouldn't find any of those places like openings at those places so so is dining open again in Chicago mm -hmm, yeah Indoor dining. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. It's so good. Um, so I went on Open Table, and I found a restaurant that I haven't eaten at s- since, like, sixth grade. And so we went there, um, and we ate dinner. I had a delicious cake for dessert. And then afterwards, we walked around Lincoln Park for so long, and it was so cold. It was much colder than I thought it would be. But we had the best time, and it was exactly what I needed, and I'm so happy that we went. And yesterday, Saturday, um, I watched Baylor advance to the finals of March Madness. That was pretty exciting. Woohoo! Yeah, and then um, the UCLA and Gonzaga game was pretty crazy. I I don't know why I have never watched basketball until now. Because I haven't watched a single game of March Madness. The Baylor-UConn game for the women's game, that was the first game that I watched. And I was like, gosh, I don't know why I don't watch basketball. Because I understand it. And it's just so fun. And every time I I went to a game at Baylor or even at CBC, basketball games are so fun to go to. Um, But yeah. um, So I watched those games. We had people over last night by the fire. We were dancing, drinking wine. It was a great time. And then today is Easter. And... The grandparents came over and we had a little egg hunt. It was fun. So yeah. Ended the week on a good note. Is Oliver with y'all? Uh, my nephew, Oliver, he's six. He was with us this morning. We had a little bit of like a little egg hunt for him, like a basket hunt. Yay. And then he left and then we had like my dad was like walking around the yard hiding stuff. And we didn't know that he got stuff for us because we haven't had – oh, wait, little kids, if you're listening, cover your ears. Um, The Easter Bunny is real. Um, but my dad was walking around the yard hiding stuff, and we were like, what is he doing? Because we don't get Easter baskets anymore. But he got us little bags, like literally like this is it. <laughs> I know. It's so cute. So he gave us candy and stuff. So Ed, two thumbs up for you. Two thumbs up for Ed. So, yeah, I ended up having a good week. Yay, we love that for you. Thanks so much. 
Oh, we should probably talk about what we're going to talk about in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this episode, <clears throat> I kind of had the idea for this just because our last episode was about college life, um, life at a Christian college. Me and Hopi kind of have really different um, paths post-undergrad. And so Hopi went right into her master's degree um, after undergrad. And I went straight into my professional life. And one thing that I realized going into my professional life is nobody really talks about the transition from like college into working all the time. And it's a very difficult transition. Like I feel like everybody talks about high school to college and like how difficult that is. But going from college to your professional life is very difficult. We've got graduation coming up. So we just wanted to give some tips on um, how to transition, how to make it a positive transition, how to like get into your groove and then just like, I guess, let you know our struggles of the transition. Yeah, and so yeah. Um, when Mackenzie proposed this idea, I thought she was talking about the transition from high school to undergrad, and so that's what I prepared for. And so um, <laughs> my notes might not be very meaningful, but we're going to give you the best we have. I feel like they still will make sense. I hope so. Would you want to start with what we're talking about? Yeah. So I just have – I just wrote out a couple tips that, like – Either I wish somebody had told me or whatever. Um, one thing post-college is you need to – you have to get used to the new routine and stay organized. So what I mean by that is um, in college, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to have class at 9 o'clock and then I can nap from like 10 to noon and then whatever, go about my day. Mm-hmm. So in college, me personally, I was a very um, social person. So there were, I could probably count in my four years of college, count on one hand the amount of times I went to bed before midnight. Like I was just a night owl, always stayed up late. And then when I got into like my first week of working my job, I was so exhausted. I was like, how do people live like this? I am so tired all the time. And it was like, yes, I was not used to like being up at eight o'clock from eight to five and then having like three hours after work to like basically have your actual life, you know, Mm -hmm. and then go straight into the next day. So I was so tired and I've had a lot of friends who have told me the same thing. Like your first couple weeks of working full time is exhausting. Like whenever you work Monday through Friday, eight to five and you like don't really have a recovery day. I was just so tired all the time. And so I guess just if that's you, if you, if you like go into your professional, your career and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Like just Try to stay organized and don't feel bad about going to bed at nine o'clock because that was one thing that I um, struggled with a lot as somebody who like wants to be super social and um, have a really active social life. If I was going to bed at nine o'clock, I was like, man, I'm such a loser. Like, (laughs) I can't believe I'm I don't have anything keeping me up like past eight or nine o'clock when in reality, like life is not super fun all the time and it's okay. Like just take time for yourself and rest. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and yeah, just get used to that new routine because that's definitely different than college and your energy levels plummet post-college, honestly. So yeah. <laughs> so enjoy that. I was an undergrad. I worked two jobs. I worked at an office on C- at CBC and then I worked in the cafe and our library from like three to nine thirty every night. And then I ran cross country, so I would have practice at five in the morning. So I was very used to going to bed early um, because I had to. Like, I would literally drive home from the cafe and go straight to bed. But that was only a couple days a week. Um, But, yeah, I think that's really important. One thing that I do now that being in cross country kind of taught me was to plan my day around my sleep schedule because that helps me make sure I'm getting enough sleep but also gives me, like, I don't know. It helps me picture my day and figure out where I need to put my time. So that's what I do. But yeah. So what do you mean by plan your day around your sleep schedule? Like if the next day, if I know that I'm working tomorrow at 6 a.m., I'm like, okay, then I have to set my alarm for four. So that means that if I want at least seven hours of sleep, I need to go to bed at nine. So I'll try to get everything done for the day before nine o'clock. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, get up early. If I have to, to get stuff done, if I have that much to do for the day. But, like, I plan my day around my sleep schedule so that I have some sort of structure so that I can be in bed by 9 o'clock. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I do that. I just didn't know. I just didn't ever call it that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's, I think, really helpful. I think a lot of people maybe feel more stressed or tired. Well, that would make sense. That would make perfect sense, but... I don't think people realize how much lacking sleep impacts you overall. And then if you fall behind on sleep and you have to catch up on sleep, that probably can make your life a lot harder than it needs to be. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. Develop a routine. And being tired impacts everything. Yeah. For sure. Truly. Like not having enough sleep. Go ahead. I was going to say when I'm super tired, when I'm overtired, I get more emotional. Do you? Yes. (laughs) And that just impacts my mood horribly. So, yeah, you got to sleep. Also, if you don't sleep, you're going to get sick and then end up missing out on responsibilities and, like, fun things anyway. Yeah, that is um, a a big – this this Friday, I was just, like, so exhausted. I had just had the craziest week and just did way too much. And I literally was at work and could not focus. And I had – I texted my boss this long thing, and I was like, listen, I have just had – a really busy week. It's my personal life. It's not work. Like I'm not stressed about work or anything like that. It's, I just have not had a good week. And I just texted him. I was like, I'm leaving. I, I left early today. He wasn't at the office. So I was like, just want to let you know, I left two hours early today because I literally was so unproductive. And it was simply because I had not slept. Mm-hmm. Like I had not slept enough. And so I was like exhausted. I was tired. And and I just couldn't focus. My mind was like all over the place. And I, my room was a disaster, which I don't know if anybody else is like that, but if my house is unclean, you feel and is a mess, just awful. Yes. Yeah. I just feel so like scattered and all over the place. And so I just texted him and I was honest. I was like, I just have a lot going on in my personal life right now. And so I'm sorry, but I left. So I was like, I'll make up for it this weekend by working, which I did. So there you go. Anyway. Just be sure to sleep or else you'll be like that and have to 
have a bad Friday and text your boss and be like, I got to leave. Yeah, sleep, <laughs> manage your time, and you'll be amazed by how much easier your life can get with those two little things. Okay. It's true. So, oh, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to move on to the next one. Do you have anything else to add? Nope, you go. Okay, I was going to say spend your money wisely. 100%. 100%. I feel like develop a budget. <clears throat> Learn how to budget. Yes. I feel like budgeting is kind of the same with like having a clean room. It like oh just gives gosh, you a little wait. more peace. Yes. Whenever I budget for the month, I feel so much better about my life. Yes. It's like a refreshing renewal. And you, you can see where you've put your money the month before and then be like, okay, I can cut back here and then spend more here and save more here. Uh-huh. It's the best feeling in the world. I would recommend everyone should budget. Yes. Even if you're in high school. And like, yeah. Well, whenever you like go into the month, it's the beginning of April. And so if I wanted to go and like go shopping, I know, okay, I have $300 in my shopping budget. So if I spend... that's all I have for the month which is like it's a good thing and a bad thing because if I want to go spend $300 on clothes then that's fine I can do that but that's my entire budget for the month or if I'm like well I know I want to go do this and this and this later so maybe I'll wait on the clothes until next month or whatever or I'll try to do something to make extra money if I really really want them you know Mm -hmm. so it just gives you a little bit more of like I know my bank account is never going to go in the negative as long as I stick to my budget, which is like just, I don't know, gives me peace that I'm not like just all over the place and spending money yeah. in crazy ways. Yeah, I, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, like many other people, have student loans. And so the reason why I started budgeting was so that I could prepare myself once I enter a payment to like be in the habit of tracking my money already and spending wisely. Mm-hmm. So that's why I started to budget. But yeah, it really does make you feel good. I just start with my monthly payments that I make Um, to like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't pay my bills right now. I still live with my dad, but I, I have like Spotify, whatever, like the little things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then I pay my cat's pet or vet bill every month. <laughs> so you start with the non-negotiables and then I usually – put money towards whatever like if I like we went to Austin last weekend and so I'm gonna save more this week because I went a little wild last weekend um yeah spending but that's how that's how anybody would be on any trip so yeah um but and and like don't I would say don't budget to the point where you can't have fun yeah like go do those things yeah that's what I was gonna say like I saved for those things yeah but now I want to like I feel like I have to make up for it, but I have like yeah. the resources to do that. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is more just to give you an idea because let's be honest, like for me, when I went into my first job, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much money. I'm going to buy whatever. Da, da, da. Well, what you don't realize <laughs> is what also is expensive is like living on your own and like having to pay your cell phone bill insurance blah 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 all that stuff and so if you just go out and you're like yeah my paycheck is now like eight hundred dollars each month whatever um hold on why do I keep doing that I did that in the last episode too like you did I keep having my throat yeah my throat is like getting weird welcome to my world sis we love it (laughs) 
anyways, um, so if you just go out and like spend all your money and then you're like, crap, my electricity's due and I don't have money in my bank account, um, you better have a nice roommate or <laughs> you got to figure it out. So, yeah. um, it's just to have an idea of where your money is going so that if you are three months down the road and you're like, I haven't saved any money. Why is that? You can look back and be like, well, I went out to eat a lot. I bought myself a lot of things. I had to do this. I, dr- I flow flew to Austin, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like you can look back and either justify it and be like, okay, that makes sense. Or be like, oh, I need to be better in this area. So yeah. just to have an idea. It's super helpful. So yeah, start with the non-negotiables. I just budget. I have the Mint app, but I also do it manually in an Excel sheet every month. Wow. Which I like because like Mint does it for you, but I feel like when I do it myself in my Excel sheet, I can like actually see because I'm the one entering in the data. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't use Mint. I use Every Dollar, which um, is like a Dave Ramsey app thing. And you just put exactly what you make, and then you have to spend every single dollar of your paycheck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because his whole theory, I guess, I haven't taken a Dave Ramsey course, but his whole theory that is that if you don't know where your dollar is going – then it just disappears, basically. Like, if you don't know where you're spending it, then it just doesn't exist. And so you put your paycheck, and then you do your savings and um, tithe, all that. You just plug it all in. And so you, like, plug in the amounts of everything, and then you can kind of adjust, like, your miscellaneous expense, your credit card expense, blah, 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 whatever that may be. So I really like it. Um so yeah, pretty much anytime I spend something, I just go in the every dollar app. Well, usually I spend it on my credit card and then I will like go through the every dollar app and plug in what it was and then make the payment on my credit card right away. So there you go. I also, um, I don't use my credit card very much, but whenever I do have a balance on my credit card, I make sure that I put money from each paycheck towards that balance. So like, I'll start with like my monthly payments and then I'll do my credit card payment um, twice a month and then, yeah, save some and then some us for spending. So, yeah, I I just started recently, like since I got my um, new job, I don't know what changed, but I started using like only my credit card. I don't use my debit card at all, um, like for anything. And that's just because I just pay like my debit card is just basically to pay off my credit card because I get so much cash back. So like I get like $40 in cash back every single month from using my credit card, like solely on all of my purchases. And so, um, in a couple months I could save like a couple hundred dollars to like put towards either my balance or to put in my bank account, whichever. And so I started doing that, which I don't think all credit cards do that, but discover is a really great credit card that gives you a lot of cash back. So that's why I started using only my credit card for everything. You know what's fun? I got into this kick of watching finance videos on YouTube. There's this guy named Graham Stephan. Have I told you about him? Uh-huh. Yes, and I've watched some of his videos. His videos are so good. He basically will watch videos of like, I'm 27 years old and this is what I spend in a week in Los Angeles or Chicago yes. or whatever. And he basically like critiques 
their lifestyle and their spending choices. And he has a lot of really good insight. So if you want to get into the habit of taking care of your future self and spending wisely, start with Graham Stephan because he's he's the man and his videos are really funny. So there's a little tip for you. Yeah. Yes, he's very good. I love watching stuff about money. I love talking about money. Like, like not like that. Like, budgeting, all of that stuff is so interesting and fun to me. And, like, investing, stocks, all of that. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, so my number two thing, which I don't know if everybody has dealt with this. I don't know if everybody does deal with this um, post-college. But one thing that I really struggled with at the beginning stages of my career Um, was imposter syndrome. And I had never heard of that before starting my job. I didn't really know like what that was. And then um, I think, I think I heard a YouTuber like talk about it not long after I had started my job and I realized that that is what I was struggling with. Um, So post-college for how it happened for me is I graduated college in May and I started my job a week later. And so I went to the beach for a week, didn't really get to enjoy any like time off from school. Cause I just kind of went straight from a trip to work. And, um, so I went straight from college, like wearing leggings and sweatshirts <laughs> every day, crying over finals, staying up till midnight, all the all, the whole nine yards, like everything a college student does to straight into my career within like two weeks. And so the first few days, I'm like waking up for my job, putting on heels and jewelry in the morning and going to work with all these people who are married with kids and and careers who have worked there for five or six years And I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm like a college student. Like, that's what I felt like. Mm -hmm. And so then I heard about imposter syndrome and I was like, ooh, I really struggle with that. So imposter syndrome, I looked up the definition and it's basically defined as doubting your abilities or feeling like a fraud. Um, And it kind of disproportionately affects high achieving people. So like basically you see like, really high achieving people and you're just like oh I am not there like I will never be that successful or you see people that you work next to and you're just like I'm not them but I I'm here with them and I'm working with them so that's weird but um I think just know that that's a thing mainly and know that you may deal with that and it's I feel like everybody is going to struggle with that at some point yeah um just feeling like once you've You've worked literally for 16 years. Is that how long? Like you have 12 years of under of high school and then four years of undergrad. And then so for 16 years, you've been working for, let's say, being a teacher. And then you graduate and you go straight into being a teacher. And your first week, you're like, what the heck? I've worked for this for 16 years and now I'm here. Like this is my classroom. These are my students. And you're just like, how am I here? when I've worked for this for so long. Anyway, for me, it was like, I went from, oh, I want to work for a company. I want to work for a big company, a big corporation. And so for 16 years, I worked towards a business degree for marketing. And then I graduate and 
go into this job and all of a sudden I go from being a college student who, you know, all the things college students do to literally walk, I could walk into one of these restaurants for the company that I worked for and people would get scared of me. Like, because I would correct if they were out of dress code, if they were like doing something they shouldn't, I could get them in trouble. I, I worked under the owner of the company, like Mm -hmm. the person making all the big decisions. And so for me, it was just like this shock of like, oh my gosh, a week ago, I would have walked in here and like ordered a taco or ordered whatever, a menu item, and nobody would have thought twice about me. And now I'm walking in through the back door, through the kitchen, and people are like, like standing up a little straighter when I passed them. Mm-hmm. And it was just so awkward for me. I was like, oh, I'm still a college student. I swear I'm not like, I'm not a professional. Like, so I struggled with that, I would say for the first three months. So if you go into your career and you feel like that, first of all, I think just know that that's a thing. Second of all, know that other people have struggled with that. And I'm sure everybody who goes into their career struggles with that on some level for at least a little bit. It just lasts lasted for me for a couple months and then I was like okay I am meant to be here I worked hard to get here and I know what I'm doing so Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) that's my tip for imposter syndrome uh which if you haven't heard of that um very interesting but yeah yeah I um struggled with imposter syndrome honestly for the first time at Baylor because I had never I like I never really had to study and Baylor classes oh, yeah. were a lot harder than, like, my high school classes, obviously. And they were more challenging than CBC's classes for me. And, um, yeah, so I remember getting to Baylor and thinking, like, there are so many people in this classroom that are so much smarter than me. Not that I've ever been, like, the smartest person in a school or in a classroom or anything, but I've always done really well in school. And I prided myself on that. And so – when I had to learn how to study and like, like when we actually had quizzes and stuff, like pop quizzes, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have to like be super disciplined with my study. Yeah. That's when I felt imposter syndrome for the first time. And then I, I don't really feel it in grad school because I feel like Baylor really prepared me for grad school and I've really enjoyed it and I've done well so far. And I mean, I've only been through one quarter, but so far yeah. so good. But um, I feel it in my internship because – I mean, in undergrad, I studied science, and then now I'm in my first quarter of grad school, and I land an internship in business, and yeah. that is – that's pretty difficult for me, and I feel like – like, when I started the internship, I didn't feel prepared for it, but now that I'm a month into it, I feel like the imposter syndrome is gone because I have faith in how I was prepared for this, and – uh-huh. I just know that they wouldn't have picked me if they didn't think I would be a good fit. That's something that you have to remind yourself of. Yes. Is if they didn't think you would be a good a good fit, they wouldn't have picked you. And if you're and, and if you weren't a good fit, you wouldn't still be there. Right. And yeah. another thing to remember is that if you're interning, you're there to learn. You're not being paid. You might be getting well, you might be getting paid. I'm not getting paid. I'm getting a- academic credit. Um, but um, you're there to learn. So ask questions and this can apply to like even the professional world. It's really good to ask questions and to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. even ask for more responsibilities to help you learn. 
Um, so yeah, I would say for imposter syndrome, totally normal, but there are ways to defeat it. It just takes time and belief in yourself, I think. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) That's showbiz, baby. Um, truly. Okay. What's your next point? Um, hold on. I closed my notes up. It is. I love how one of my points was learn how to budget. Oh. (laughs) So we're on the same page, sister. Love that. Okay. My next one was, um, surround yourself with good people. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like that kind of goes without being said, but there's that saying that you become who you surround yourself with, so make sure they're good Mm -hmm. people, whether that's high school, undergrad, your professional life, grad school. You got to have your people. Yeah, I think definitely in any season, but especially after college, I feel like in college, for me especially, I just wanted everyone to love me. And I feel like I've talked to you about this before, Hopi. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but in college, I was just like, wanted absolutely everyone to like, like me and to the point where I would kind of change who I was in a certain situation, just to get like approval from other people. Um, like not drastically, I feel like I was always myself, but just in some cases, like if I was around certain friendlies, I would act a certain way. And then if I was around other people, I would would you like to say, do you want to explain what a friendly is? (laughs) Oh yeah. Sorry. So at our college, (laughs) at our college, um, the, the really goody two shoes, Christian people basically were called friendlies and they were the ones who were like best friends with the administration and the staff and basically like the kiss ups. And so um, I had a lot of friends kind of in both areas. I feel like mostly friendlies, like I was friends with a lot of the friendly people, but then also um, in my business classes, there weren't really friendlies because I was not in a, a Bible major. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's what a friendly is. So I would act a certain way around all these um, Christian uh, Bible people and then around other people for acceptance, I would act a different way. And even though I was, I'm like a Christian person and I wasn't bad by any means in college, I just kind of put on a mask to fit in everywhere. Oh, wait. Can I add something? uh Our school was very clicky. So like, and it was so small and it was very clicky. So Everybody knew everybody, and so, like, your reputation, I guess everybody knew – okay, what I'm trying to say is everybody knew everybody, and so your reputation mattered at the school because it was so small. Yes. Um, So, anyway, I feel like I had a lot of very um, surface-level friendships um, and friendships that didn't really matter, and obviously I had some great ones. I have some really great friends from CBC who live in Oklahoma. Shout out to Jessica and Hannah. I know they listen every week. Um, And then obviously me and Hopi, um, Ruth, like several people that I graduated with are still like some of my closest friends. But there were a lot of people who were definitely needed to be acquaintances that I was like giving so much energy to, to try and make them become my circle because they were there and I just I just love people and I just want everybody to be my best friend. 
But post-college, you have three hours at the end of the day, pretty much like (laughs) six to nine-ish to yourself. And then on the weekends, you have like Saturday and Sunday. And a lot of that is like resetting and getting ready for the week. So the people that are in your life that you are spending your time on, you need to make sure that it's a wise investment of your time. And so you don't want to be wasting time on people who are draining you or who aren't like um, bringing any positive things to the table um, in aspects of friendships and relationships too. Like if, if you're with somebody who is just draining and you know that it's something that you're investing all this time in and they aren't giving you anything back, just maybe reevaluate and just make sure that your friends are like positive and like the long term stick it out to the end no matter what type of friends yeah I yeah time is something that you can never get back it's the most valuable thing you can give to somebody so spend it wisely and I have a lot of really close friends from the school that Mackenzie and I went to, and I have close friends from the school from Baylor um, and from high school. So, yeah, once you find those people, you have to be intentional and, like, hold on to them. And if you feel like you have friends that you're trying to keep that you need to impress to keep around, I don't know if you can, like, relate to that. Yes, 100%. They're not worth the time. Like, don't spend time and energy trying to impress people just because you're trying to keep them in your life. You need to find people that enjoy your company. You enjoy their company. They are good for you. You feel recharged after you hang around them and be intentional and make sure they know that you want to be their friend so that they reciprocate. And that will happen naturally if they're the right people, I think. Um, Yeah, I love love how you put that of like if you feel like you have to impress your friend. Like they're not it. You need it. Yeah, like if you feel like you have to be done up or like be in a certain mood to like be around this person, then it's probably not that close of a friendship. Yeah, that's very surface level behavior in my opinion. Um, Yeah. But also, yeah, another thing is is like, yeah, be intentional with your friendships and who you give your time to, but don't force anything Mm -hmm. Um, because that just makes for, like I said, more surface level friendships. Just let things happen naturally, but – be intentional at the same time. So reach out, make efforts to hang out. If you want to get to know somebody better, do that. See where it goes, you know? Yeah. Like you and I got close just by sitting by each other in biology. Yeah. So. Um, I feel like, yeah, we got close from that and then just like having fun. We just clicked. Yeah, because we both you have to be open. What, to that. Like you have to be open to talking yeah. to people and going out of your way to talk to people and meet people, and you'll find your people. You'll click with them. It's funny because we had a a fun lab group, and I feel like we were all friends. Um, mm-hmm. but then now I don't talk to either of the other two people in our lab group. Yeah, like I don't ever. <laughs> I don't. Um, and so anyway, I just. I think it's funny, but I, I remember vividly like Snapchatting you and talking about um, whenever One Direction's fifth album came out, uh, Made in the A.M. Made in the A.M. is one of the best albums of my life. 
Made in the AM. I know some of you will hear that Made in the AM by One Direction is a great album and immediately dismiss it because they're a boy band. But give it a chance. It's so good. If I could fly, (laughs) gets me every time. We heard Harry Styles play If I Could Fly at his concert. And he was like, what? Like maybe 40 feet away from us and Mackenzie was crying. Literally so close. He like came to this other stage that was at the back of the arena. And I am not kidding. When I first heard that song, there's this Snapchat. Several people have it saved. I was on my way to a biology test and I turn on the album and it automatically shuffled. And if I could fly came on and by the chorus, I was sobbing my eyes out. Like it was just the sweetest song, which I love sad songs anyway. Like if you're close to me, you know that that's why like, I just, I, I'm never put on the aux chord because I, it's literally just going to be a bunch of sad breakup songs because I just love sad songs. Um, and so I just sobbed and I think I listened to that song like four times on repeat over and over, um, the day that made in the AM came out. So yeah, just a beautiful masterpiece of work. It's really great. But yeah, we clicked over that, but yeah. Oh, also something else to keep in mind is, but I think that was like authenticity. Like that was just me being like, like you just have to be yourself and hope that like, if you're yourself and people stick around, then, like, that's perfect. Yeah. You don't want to have to be somebody that you're not. So, yeah. like, just be yourself. Don't force it. Don't try to impress. And another thing that we could probably do an entire episode about is, like, long-distance friendships because you're going to have friends that you meet in undergrad that will not live in the same place as you. And that's when that intentionality is even more important. So, like, making sure you see them when you're home for breaks and, like, keeping in touch with them here and there throughout your time apart or dude all my friends from undergrad that I graduated with are long distance friendships all of my high school friends are long distance friendships and I live at home and then yeah all of my friendships from undergrad are long distance yeah well I guess long distance so, in high school is like they live like an hour away but <laughs> but like you yeah. live like 10 hours away and Michaela lives like eight hours away and Bailey lives in Waco soon to be Arizona so yeah Paige lives in Arkansas. So anyway, yes, your friends are going to you move apart. Your friends are going to move apart yeah. and you got to – that's when that intentionality becomes even more important. So uh, fine-tune that skill now. Yes, true. Okay. Is it my it, – yeah, it's my turn. Yeah. Um, I would say have patience is important. I think a lot of people – and this is kind of sh- this is kind of a short one, but just a, rem- just a quick little reminder. Um it's easy to go into your first job out of undergrad and like your first professional job and think that like you deserve to be further than you are or that you should be further than you are or whatever the case may be. Um, I think, I don't know if it's like a, a generational thing or if it's like just comparison of, oh, all these people who have worked here five years longer than me are so much further than me and I've worked here for like 10 months and nothing has really changed or like I've not been promoted or whatever the case may be. Just have patience with the process of your job. Obviously, if you don't enjoy it, then maybe reevaluate. But have patience with like promotions, raises, changes in um, maybe your task list or your job um, title or whatever that may be. Um, 
like Rome wasn't built in a day, and so so true. It Rusty. may feel like so true. Rome was not <laughs> built in a day. So true. <laughs> and so, um, just give give it time, and I think you'll be happy with that. I've just heard a lot from um, the leadership team at my current place of work, and they all the time are saying like people come up to them and they're kind of like, I just don't know if this is going anywhere. And they were like ready to promote this person or they like had a few things that they knew this person would be good for. And it's like our generation. And I think it's millennials, Gen Z, like everybody we compare and we're like, well, this guy has been here only a month longer than me. And he got promoted up and up and up and I've been here and nothing's happening. And it's like, it's all working behind the scenes and you may not see it. So just have patience. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I I think I'm just going to dive into this next point. Learn how to confront, how to have conflict and how how to address things, um, both professionally and personally. um, Because that's another thing. Like if you think that you aren't getting treated fairly or something, conflict and like confrontation is something you're gonna have to deal with in your professional life or else you're gonna be miserable like you have to have confrontation I'm gonna be honest me and my boss get into it at least once every two months like I will get so frustrated with him over something and it's just a miscommunication or whatever and like he is teaching me each each time we do this like how important it is to be able to confront somebody that you're working with, but do it in a professional way where you're not about to get fired, where you can be like, hey, so you did this and it made me feel like this. Um, Maybe don't do that again. Or maybe like, did I take that wrong? What did you mean by that? Like just things like that. You have to learn how to have conflict. So be patient and learn ways, like work on your soft skills of how to address conflict, have confrontation. Um, I'm still working on that because I'm going to be honest. And my boss, if he listens to this, he knows this. I cry every time I confront him about something, whether it's something that he did to upset me, whether it's something that I feel like I can improve on, whatever. I cry every single time and I'm working on it. (laughs) But for some reason I do. So if, if that's you, um, that's okay. And you know what? My boss, he just, he's just like, it's okay. My wife cries all the time, so I'm used to it. But um, yeah, it's okay if you cry, but I'm trying to learn how not to. So there you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, my next two, I'm going to say quickly because like we're at 15 minutes. Yeah, we, this one's a long one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say um, fine tune your LinkedIn. I didn't realize how important LinkedIn was until I got my internship and I started grad school, for mm-hmm. being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so fine-tune your LinkedIn and also take time to relax. Yeah, my last one is basically the same as you. Um, find time um, for things that make you happy. Like a trip to Austin with your friends mm-hmm. and um, yesterday, I think I already said yesterday was just like, I just cleaned and went shopping and worked out, took a nap, like just like take time for yourself and do stuff that makes you happy. 
-hmm. because I'm like professional life a lot of times can be pretty boring and mundane like doing the same thing every day from eight to five is not like some exciting adventure and people say romanticize your life whatever but sometimes that's hard whenever you're doing the same thing or you're sitting in the same chair every day for most of the day and so it's important to use your nights and your weekends to do things that make you happy and make you remember that even though you're doing a job um, and that takes up a lot of your time, that isn't your life. And at the end of the day, like at, at your funeral someday or in your obituary, they're not going to really talk about your job that much. So like, just be sure to also do things that make you happy and don't get too invested in your job. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that got, that got dark, but <laughs> um, that's not what I was meaning to do, but what's <laughs> I just think there's a balance there. Yes. And, like, managing your money and managing your time will allow you to have fun. Yes. And will give you time and the resources for fun things. Yes. So, it all really ties together, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. And life can be it so fun. Like, I feel like I've said to you so many oh, times, yeah. like, that I'm the happiest that I've ever been. And, and I'm still working a lot, like – I have more jobs right now than I have ever had, but it's like I have time when I'm working and then I really learned like to have a personal life, like have a time when you aren't checking your work emails, you aren't responding to things and all that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a lot on my plate right now with school and work and my internship and everything, but um, like it doesn't feel overwhelming at all because I like it all so much I like everything that I'm doing and yeah and I have the resources to be able to have fun and I help myself so that I can have those opportunities so yeah anyway that's our advice yeah that is um yeah hopefully if you're graduating soon first of all congratulations um congratulations Um, I think for a long time, I thought that, like, college was, like, the end of my super fun years. And I'm here to confidently tell you that in my two years post-college, I've had more fun um, than a lot of my time in college. And so I'm so excited to see um, what else, what other fun things happen for me. Um, And I'm, like, excited for everybody who gets to experience how fun life is, like, post-college. Um, when you kind of get mm-hmm. a little more freedom, a lot more money, <laughs> and um, all the things, you know. So yeah, love that. Okay. Anyway, okay. Well, well, thanks for listening. Um, and have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Have a great day, and be sure to give us a rating and review, and <laughs> and follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Oh, uh. I have not sent that episode to uh, to that boy yet, but I'm working up the courage, so I'll keep y'all updated. <laughs> I honestly forgot, so I'm sure everybody else did uh, too. No, I have gotten many a message, <laughs> so I don't <laughs> think people have forgotten. I have gotten many messages. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we love, we love loyal listeners. We love listeners no, who are ready for me to break somebody's heart. Oh my gosh. Okay, Okay, have the best Tuesday and we love you so much and goodbye. Bye.